When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why, oh, why, with two seconds left in the video, do I always have to itch my nose? I swear to God, it's this weird affectation. So you know what? I'm going to own it this week, and I'm just going to get in there. You know, I want you all to see the podcast listeners can't see this. You can check the YouTube. The, the, the index, it is outside of the nostrils. But Jesus, this is a weekly thing. I don't know what it is. You know, not to, not to be too on topic, but it's probably Pavlovian. Yeah. <laughs> so uh welcome to explain yourself i am kevin joseph and my buddy will Allred is back again will how was your week uh long but uh exciting so yeah long and exciting that we can we can take it as long as exciting is in there we can we can do it mine was back to school week so it was you know it was also exciting yeah you know it's i get i get the more i have to do the more i get done so i'm really happy to have to get her to school, pick her up, go to work, and then I, all of a sudden, I, I make time to do things when I'm busy. Whereas when I have four extra hours, I don't do a darn thing. So um, we are joined by two, three creators from three projects. We've got Heather Gibb from the Pup Van Winkle uh, uh, comic, and we have Steve and Mike from Dragon Girl and Albino Warrior. Heather, if you were at a comic convention and you wanted to get somebody interested in Pup Van Winkle, how, what would you do in about 30 seconds or less? I would say you don't hate dogs, do you? Because this <laughs> is all about dogs. And um, I'm really excited to be here right now because uh, a lot of reasons, but it's National Dog Day. So what better uh, day to promote Pup Van Winkle? Um, it's a concept I came up with um, just looking at my lazy dog and um, he sleeps a lot. Uh, he barks a lot too, but he does nap a lot. And so uh, just kind of popped into my head one day about a year ago, um, you know, what would happen if a dog fell asleep for a really long time, kind of like the old story Rip Van Winkle. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of a, a play on that, but really only that, you know, somebody fell asleep for all these years, woke up years later and the world is different. So um, Foley is... Um, my border collie. Um, I don't have a real border collie yet, but I'm hoping to get one sometime. Okay. Uh, and he falls asleep in the woods. Um, there's a big storm and he wakes up 15 years later to find that the, the county that he lives in, Winkle County, um, has now banned dogs. The sheriff um, has banned dogs because dogs kind of went crazy the night that he fell asleep. Um, and he doesn't realize that when he wakes up. But He's trying to get back to his owner and he's just realizing that um, he can't go back and how's he going to get there. And then also um, you, we, we go to the town um, where cats are now working with the sheriff instead of dogs. So. Well, that that doesn't sound right at all. But we we're gonna deep dive into how cats got the upper hand um, on National Dog Day in a little bit. Uh, Mike and Steve are here with uh, the uh, Dragon Girl and Albino Warrior campaign. So, Mike, you drew the straws, so you're the person at the convention. Uh, if somebody came past your your booth, how would you uh, get them interested in your book? Well, 
Dragon Girl Albino Warrior is an East meets West martial arts fantasy comic with superheroes and kaiju elements and a strong family core. The comic follows two stories. The first is about a 24-year-old Chinese warrior monk named Pai Long who was raised in seclusion at the Bai Long Temple, learning the way of the White Dragon Lord, propriety, integrity, justice, and honor, and mastering White Dragon Kung Fu. But now, because of a prophecy, he must come to America. The second story is about a 16-year-old geek girl named Danny Finney with an extremely rare and terminal case of muscular dystrophy that confines her to a wheelchair. Danny's loving and supportive family uh, parents, Mary and James, are desperate to find a cure for her. Um, essentially, uh, these guys are going to be going up against uh, mad scientists, biker gangs, and uh, eventually kaiju. Nice. Well, we <laughs> talked about it earlier. It is National Dog Day, so we're going to get into Pup Van Winkle first. And Heather mm -hmm. was nice enough to share that with me. Uh, first, I see we've got a co comment. Um, Alan is... Alan Dunford is here. Hey, cannot wait for my copy of Pup. I know this is, I, I am really intrigued. Oh, and who's this guy? Travis Gibbs says good evening. Um, so Travis, evening. Travis is checking in. Uh, we promise, we promise we're going to treat her much nicer than we treat you, Travis. So uh, <laughs> that's, that's the easiest promise I've ever made. Um <laughs> No, so I'm going to pick up the um, the page, and you scroll through. Um, first of all, I know this is a mini series. About how many issues are you expecting this to run? Well, you know, originally I was thinking four, and then I'm like maybe three. But then when I really get into it, um, you know, I'm I'm leaning more towards four because okay. um, I just have so many thoughts that run through my head, and and I do have the story arc. I know how it's going to go. I just you know, this is a 24 page comic. And um, I just kept writing and writing. And I'm like, okay, I need to cut this off. Now we can't go past 24 pages. Um, so I can possibly wrap it up in three, we'll see how it goes. Um, and but possibly four. So no, it, it is. Did you put that page count on yourself? Um, just to be more structured or because uh, I know like we've had Charlie Stickney and he'll just he'll just write till the story is done. He could have a 32 page issue. He could have a 48 page issue. That man's insane. But why did you okay. decide on 24 is your base page count? I didn't when I initially started. So I had an idea um, and and I, I didn't really have the whole idea of how the whole series is going to go when I first started writing the first issue. Um, and then I thought, hey, it's probably be about 20 pages or so. And then as I would go back through and edit and reread and, and all that good stuff, um, it just ended up that long. And, you know, I was trying to use a lot of um, advice that, you know, I've learned along the way working with Travis and mm -hmm. meeting, um, you know, just colleagues in, in the indie comics world um, through through Orange Cone, um, our publishing company. And um and then I just really wanted to be intentional and I wanted to make sure that um, I was hitting the marks, you know, like right. page turners and things were happening. And so I'm visualizing all of this and I wish I could say that I sit down and really had a structure, but, but I didn't, but I, I'm really, really happy with the way that this turned out. Um, so, you know, I don't know what issue two will look like. Um, okay. Yeah. But definitely, um, you know, at least 20 pages, I'm sure. Yeah. No, I, th I think that, that that 18 to 24 pages is the most usual, you know, the most usual page count for a book. 22 is probably what you get um, on average. But uh, yeah, the great thing about crowdfunding is, yeah, you can do a 24 pager and if you only have 20 pages for the next issue. Nobody's going to yell at you. Um, right. I have started just getting lazy and started doing 24, 28, 32. More pages is lazy because it's harder to write, you know, a compact story in 24. So I, I think it's pretty great that you did your first one in less pages. Um, where did you get your art team together? Um, so Martha Schwartz, um, I actually do the editing for um, some of her books. So uh, Travis introduced me a couple years ago. Uh, we started chatting, just kind of became friends. Um, on a personal level and then uh she asked me to edit her book so she does seed seekers and some other yes. work and so from there uh we worked on uh, a cthulhu invades oz project together 
And then um, I had given her this idea that I wanted to do with Pup Van Winkle and she jumped right on board and um, she was happy to do it. And so we've collaborated on other things since then as well. So, but yeah, I edit her projects for her. Oh, that's awesome. Can you scroll down and, and show some of this adorable artwork? Yeah. Um, okay. So I have to change screens. All right. Um, so this is Foley. This um, is on the night of um, where he falls asleep. So I really love that image. I think Martha did a great job. Um, and this, uh, yeah, just brings you through um, what happens. So there is, I had mentioned before, there's uh, a sheriff. His name is Dwayne Spivey. Um, the story takes place in the South. Um, so I'm sure that, um, you know, you can relate to this uh, from being from Florida, that, um, you know, just kind of that mindset of, you know, um, maybe some law enforcement that really kind of has their strong opinions and loves their um, firearms and things like that. And we, we see that in this one. Um, so this cover is um, from Etienne. This is a squirrel that um, Foley wakes up and this is his new friend um, who actually informs him that he's not allowed to go back um, into the, into the county. Um, so yeah, so uh, this is another cover I really like. We're making a sticker set actually out of oh, these nice. individual animals. Yeah, so that's exciting. I like the, the flag. Yeah, the artwork is very cute and adorable. Is this a kid-friendly comic? You know, it's really not for young children, but I think the worst thing I say in it is maybe son of a bitch, but it's kind of a play right. on, I like puns. So it's kind right. of a, a pun on Foley being a son yeah. of a bitch. Um, maybe throw a damn in there, but yeah. So this is our sheriff. He's collecting dog tags. Thought that was kind of sinister. I like that cover a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. sinister. We've got a question from our buddy Blake from Blake Buzz. Is this going to be dangerous on the fields, like say stray dogs? Um, there's some twists, you know. There's some twists and turns um, that are maybe um, unexpected. You're you're going to see a little bit of um, that at the end of issue one. Um, yeah, there's a there's a, a twist at the end, um, but there's it's part of a bigger picture, you know for sure. So this. Um, there's the first five pages on the Kickstarter. Um, and this is a flashback to 15 years ago. This is that dark okay. and stormy night. This is Foley's friend, Ash. He's the cat. Um, he's a big white fluffy cat and he's doing what cats do. <laughs> and what else we got here? So yeah, so um, it's really stormy. Tree falls down, he falls asleep. Um, and then I really like how this ended. Martha did such a good job, um, you know, putting putting my concept into art because this is like exactly how I had visualized it. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, Ash thinks that he's he's dead. He's fallen asleep because, um, you know, this tree has fallen on him, doesn't know if he's dead or not. Um, and then he wakes up and he's kind of like this huge dog monster, uh, if you will. So. Yeah, that's the first five pages. And then from there, you know, we go into um, present day. Um, and then the people in the town, you know, uh, Sheriff Spivey, like he's recruiting people. He he wants to make sure all the dogs, there's no other dogs around. Um, and so he actually offers um, for people to be deputized into the sheriff's department if, if they bring dogs to him. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, I've heard, uh, bring me those puppies. Yeah. I've heard all dogs go to heaven. That's true. It's like all dogs can go to hell. <laughs> Being cruel, Deville would get along. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, just kind of scroll through here. I'm on a different screen, so I can't see you guys. But mm -hmm. yeah, so um, we're offering the, the digital, just the basic. Um, it's only $3. Um, and then it kind of goes up from there. We have the digital deluxe. Um, I was um, fortunate enough to have our friends over at the collective in Altamont Springs. Um, they put together a Tales of, from the Collective book, and um, they were kind enough to include the first five pages of Pup Van Winkle in that um, earlier right. this year. So, yeah, so we, I have some physical copies and the digital that I can offer with that. Um, and then Orange Cone Sampler, just different projects that I've worked on with my husband, Travis. Um, and then, yeah, just the different. And that, that from Tales from the Collective is is your first 
published uh, comic work, correct? I would say yes, because I only did like a one pager in Cthulhu Invades Oz. So we do the Cthulhu Invades anthologies. Um, But yeah, and then I kind of co-wrote a short story with Travis. But this is just my first one where it's just myself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's really fun. And I have a knack for editing. um, And I've always asked myself, like, why does this have to be my, you know, why does this have to be my talent? Like, why was this given to me? I like want to do so many more creative things and editing is so, so important. And I bring out the best in other people's work and I love it. Um, But I was just like, you know, I want to write as well. I want to do more creative things. And Travis is like, well, just do it then. Like, and so then it's my choice. Right. So then I just decided I'm going to start writing as well. And I love the editing. Um, But once I got started, like I'm working on so many projects right now, I've been, um, in Russell's um, Cthulhu's Hard to Spell anthology earlier this year. Um, Holiday Spirits is coming up. I'm working on a, a, in a children's book um, that's going to be coming out either at the end of this year or beginning of next year. So I'm really having a lot of fun with it. I, we, we've had a couple editors who, who do both. Uh, Nicole D'Andrea was on. Um, I, I, I'm remembering her definitely. And they're kind of two two sides of the same muscle, kind of like the bicep and tricep, like working together and against each other. Um, do you feel like your editing skills sharpen your writing, or do or, or is there a little bit of uh, paralysis by analysis? You know, do you have to shut your editing brain off when you're writing? Um, I think it's helped me because you know I've done some editing work in the past. Um, but not for comic books. And I think what I've learned over the past several years doing this, um, doing the editing part of it, it it made me um, realize so much that I have to do in terms of like the story and the story arc. And, you know, when when you need a page turner, like to keep somebody's mm-hmm. attention, I never would have known that stuff before, you know, if it wasn't for editing. Um, right. And just when I'm writing a script now, just... Um, you know, how I can describe that, like through my experiences as being an editor. So it's definitely helped a lot for sure. And I enjoy both. You know, I really do. I, I love bringing out the best in other people's work as well. Um, and, you know, making something that's excellent, just one notch better, just by putting some finishing touches on it. So do you have an editor you on this project? Your artist as well? I'm sorry. <laughs> Would you say that's true with your artist as well? Like uh, when you go over uh, pages of uh, of art? Yeah. Um, you know, I really enjoyed that collaboration. Um, and I really, even though um, I tend to get very detailed in scripts and, and I'm working with a couple of different artists and I'll ask them, hey, you know, what, what way would you prefer? Because I like to write very, very detailed scripts but it's not because I want to control everything. It's like how, what's in my brain, I'm just getting it out. So I, I really want somebody to bring that artistic, like their own flair to it and really, really encourage that. Um, and so, you know, we just kind of go back and forth and usually they're, 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 they're getting it like right away of, of what I see in my, in my own head. And um, nice. yeah, so. Her panel structure was so unique in the pages that you showed us. Did that come from the script or did she just kind of create that action uh, through the panels on her own? I did. And and um, I, I did a lot of research um, on like different layouts of, of comic panels and stuff like that. And so I actually wrote, you know, like this is the way this should look and everything. And, and she really got it. She did a great job. Um, and you know, Martha's very, very talented. And um, I, I think that this is um, bringing her up to the next level. She did a really great job on this. And we've been working on it for over a year. Um, so she put a lot of time into it. Um, is there anybody else on the team, a letter or, or do you have an editor or are you editing yourself on this? I have edited myself. Um, and Jerome Gagnon, he is our BFF um partner in crime with orange cone and he letters um all of our projects and so he's actually already lettered it for me um and i've got to go through and do some final edits on it um but yeah i actually saw it i don't know last night or the night before completely done oh uh, how did that feel yeah it was great it's really exciting yeah and then i'm like about the holding the comic in your hand 
Yep. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. And and then I wrote this so long ago. I'm like, oh, okay, this dialogue needs a little bit of touch up, you know. Like <laughs> I did, this was funny like a year ago, but yeah. Um, but you have to be careful with a joke. Sometimes they're just as funny. You've just read it 80 times. And you have to remember that it, it maybe is still funny, but you don't think it is because it's not as surprising. So Right. Yeah. I mean, I do tend to laugh at my own jokes, you know. But. <laughs> Guilty as well. Guilty as well. <laughs> so uh, that that is awesome. As I told everybody um, in the backstage, but I hadn't talked about it on here, it's going to be kind of a shorter show. So is there one particular tier that you really want people to check out before we um, we're going to talk about one campaign and then head on to uh, yeah. Dragon Girl now? Yeah, Warrior. that's great. Um, so for me, I um, we aptly named this the doggy bag. I oh, think it's nice. really cool just because it has um, the poly bag. It, it's going to have the sticker set of the three animal characters in there. Um, and I like that grumpy face on Ash the cat on the sticker. I think that's really cute. Um, and then it has a collection of covers. So you get all of the covers, um, the three that we already showed, and then a blank sketch cover, um, which nice. is really cool, and a print by Martha for $50. So I'm pretty excited cool. about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, good luck. It's a cool <laughs> campaign, and I can't wait to read it. Thanks. Um, I really appreciate it. So what we're going to do, we, we normally don't do this till the end, except our buddy Frank Martin's last homicide is actually closing in 40 minutes. So if we wait till the end of the show, we might not get to it. So uh, what I'm going to do is take that out. Heather, are you still? Yes, Heather is still with us, so I didn't mess that up, uh, which is always a fear of mine. Um, so the last homicide, you have 40 minutes if you haven't backed it yet. It is mm -hmm. a uh, just a one shot about. Uh, no, it's it's two two. Yeah, right. This, yes. this is the second part. Yeah, second part. So so two issues. It is um, a grizzled detective story about two detectives trying to solve a murder on one of their last cases. He's retiring, and a mob boss's uh, son has been murdered. And basically, the implication is if they don't figure it out, two mafia families are going to go to war, and the city is going to go up in flames. So they have about 48 hours to try to uh, solve this murder. And uh, it's a good, straight, noir detective story. And Frank's the best. Uh, definitely, if you haven't backed, uh, backed it yet, you have 40 minutes, maybe about 38 now, to go check it out. So, uh, all right. So, Dragon Girl and Albino Warrior. Um, so, I'm going to pull that page up. And uh, did you guys want to uh, play the video you, you had asked earlier? And we are, we are a game if you want to. Yeah, let's go ahead and play that Kickstarter video. All right. All right so, awesome. yeah, Mike, if you can get it to that and hit it and i think it's gonna work it's worked before but you know like i <laughs> cross those fingers yeah we we just kind of we we jump out and hope the parachute has been packed right on Dragon Girl Albino Warrior Number 1 is an East meets West martial arts fantasy comic with superheroes and kaiju elements. The comic follows two stories. The first is about a 24-year-old Chinese warrior monk named Pai Long who was raised in seclusion at the Pai Long Temple, learning the way of the White Dragon Lord. Propriety, integrity, justice, and honor, and mastering White Dragon Kung Fu. But now, because of a prophecy, he must come to America. The second story is about a 16-year-old geek girl named Danny Finney with an extremely rare and terminal case of muscular dystrophy that confines her to a wheelchair. Danny's loving and supportive parents, Mary and James, are desperate to find a cure that can save her. Check out Dragon Girl Albino Warrior and see why I call it a light in dark places, as Galadriel would say. Yeah. All right, who put that video together? Um, that was uh, my artist, Tosin Awasika's art, uh, but the video was actually made by Amy Fusco. 
she's uh, great. She's she Miss Halama on, on on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my yeah, God, that was amazing. Something she does. She's on been the doing side her last few uh, campaigns, and she's been very, very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. She also did uh, Seder, which was the last uh, Revelation Comics title that we we put out. That's awesome. I'm putting her up with M.K. Palmer as the best in the business. That was <laughs> high energy, great music. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really proud of how that turned out. So let's let's kind of go back because I feel like from the, you know the first little page that this is a a bigger universe than just one story. Um, how, where does this issue kind of land in the books that you guys are putting out? And what what is the overarching theme of some of the books that you're putting out? Um, this is actually the going to be the eighth book um, in the in the uh, Omen Comics universe. Uh, we got two from Omen, uh, two from Gallowsman, two from White Druid and Michael Nero, uh, one uh, Guardians of a Lamb, and of course Dragon Girl Albino Warrior. Um, that one of the things that we we did in this was um, we added we, we we every four comics we put out a digital trade, and so we mm. we added we added uh, the extra comics uh, from from the background into this campaign so that everybody can catch up. Uh, cool. But the general idea is. Um, Recently, uh, the the moon has been turned uh, blood red, and um, it's 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 not just a blood moon. It's it's literally red, and it's emanating these uh, rays that are actually causing people uh, to act completely out of character. Um, like for instance, there's a scene of an old lady, you know, with the purse and everything, uh, giving a guy a curb check. Because uh, it 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 does that kind of radical thing to people. It it mm -hmm. uh, completely changes their character. It turns them evil, and um, so that's going on in the city. Plus, there's conspiracies galore uh, in the in the various titles. There's uh, corporate conspiracies going on. There's secret societies involved. Uh, the the military is 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 involved. Uh, um, there's uh, we, we even have a, a resident slasher uh, running around the, the Omenverse. Uh, it's 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 pretty it's pretty uh, it's pretty wide uh, varied story. Um, what's well, one of the reasons where we're we're adding those other comics in there? We we want people to be able to catch up. Uh, White Druid and Michael Nero's kind of a, a paranormal uh, 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 noir detective kind of story. Uh, uh, that that one that one actually Steve ought, probably ought to talk about. But um, yeah yeah that mm -hmm. it a lot going on in this in this universe. Is there a Kevin Feige to these uh, to these these books? Is there one overarching person saying, "Ooh, we should do this, that, and the other thing," or are you guys all just collectively going, "Oh, this would this could work with you in this way"? That's my uh, yeah, yeah. I'm 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 pretty much I I, I came up with the Omen verse, and uh -huh. well, uh, Steve Steve def I definitely couldn't do this without Steve. Don't get me wrong, uh, but uh, I I uh, I created the the Omen verse and most of the characters. Um, I created the overall story that we're telling. Um, I, I even even to some degree uh, co-write uh, some of the some of the issues, basic stories anyway. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the guy uh, guy behind the whole thing. Nice. Yeah, uh, White Druid and Michael Nero is is a little bit more my joint, um, but yeah. the characters are basically his. I've just flushed them out a lot more. Uh, yes. Kind of work with them, and then Guardians of a Lamb is kind of like this separate time traveling epic, um, and that's really kind of more me. But um, he's definitely involved. Uh, Mike is with uh, a lot of the big picture stuff that we're doing with that book. So you know, he I would say that he definitely is the overarching Kevin Feige uh, figure in this uh, whole thing. Okay. So this book, I just, this I just wanted to say real quick that I just aspire to be an old lady one day carrying a purse and curb stomping people. Like, <laughs> moon or not, like that's that's really great. Like that is a great life goal. Yes. <laughs> are you are you putting uh, are you putting Travis on notice? There is that something subtle I'm going sure on? <laughs> uh, for better or for worse, you know all that good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so. This happens. I, I I got a chance to read about the first first half of this book. This happens before the blood moon or the red moon happens. Yes. So we've got these two characters on parallel journeys, uh, which will I'm going to guess will will meet up at some point, or it wouldn't, it, or it would be two different comics. But um, so what bring? I, I believe the albino warrior is the the one who was brought from the prophecy. So yes. what is this prophecy that brings him to the United States? 
Um, there's an ancient prophecy in the Omen verse about the return of the great white dragon lord. Um, now, um, there just so that you give you an idea, the great white dragon lord is one of five other dragon lords. Uh, these are these are what you would call, uh, I guess, old gods. Uh, these were these were some of the first gods to ever exist in the Omen verse, mm. and uh, there there's. The, the great white dragon lord um he is he is the god of life and electromagnetism um he uh he his his whole thing um is good natured uh pure uh that, that 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 type of idea his enemy of of course is the great black dragon lord uh whose whose uh, whose powers are death and entropy the idea being that they're 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 fundamental uh fundamental forces of the universe okay yin and yang basically yeah right, right and we've got three others that are maybe going to bounce around if if they fit the story yeah 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 all right well cool um and you know you've got you've got these two people kind of on a collision course uh the young lady you said had had a uh, the muscular dystrophy how how does she play into or her parents how did she, how did they play into this story without spoiling anything well, um, I really give a real huge spoiler just in the name of the comic. <laughs> Dragon Girl Albino Warrior. <laughs> well, Mike, her origin story. Yeah, Mike, yes. if you could scroll down a little bit. Let's see this art and let's introduce this introduce this albino warrior and this dragon girl as we see them on your page. Um, I cannot actually do that. That's Steve's got control of that. Oh, I'm sorry, Steve. Oh, let's... okay. So yeah. So what? Are, so where do you want me to just scroll the... down? Uh, yeah, scroll yeah. down the Kickstarter page and and show us what you find interesting, and then you guys can kind of okay tell yeah, us as you go. And who's uh, who's the rest of the creative team on it too? Uh, we like to hear about the, everybody that works on it. The artist is Tosin Adasika. Awasika. He's out of uh, Nigeria. Yeah. Uh, the letterer on it is Guido Martinez. And uh, Russ Pirozek was the editor on that one. So that, yes, that, that's Danny Finney, our Dragon Girl. Yes. Nice. Okay. So so we're not worried about those particular spoilers. I was going to dance around that in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. 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 And and um, yeah, the Dan, Danny's uh, muscular dystrophy. I, I'd like to point out that um, this is not. Uh, I intentionally went out of my way to make sure this was not a trope character. Mm -hmm. uh, Danny, Danny is fully is fully fleshed out. You know, um, while while uh, while she she does have this this terminal case of muscular dystrophy um, that does not define her as a person. You know, uh, she's your she's your average geek girl. You know, she loves her 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 science her science fiction show War Star Fleet, and uh, mm -hmm. she really loves her her favorite comic book Warrior Queen, who she draws inspiration from. You know, uh, one of her favorite memories is staying up late at night and and watching old martial arts movies with her friend Gretchen. You know, like these are the things that that define Danny. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the the muscular dystrophy is just it, it it's something that she has to deal with. Okay. Uh how much research the obstacle did you she do? must overcome to be a heroine yes how much research did you do on it um or or does that not does that play enough of a part of the the thing that you had to do research or is it um i i definitely had to do research in fact um uh, I, I specifically had to do genetic research mm -hmm. and um to be to be totally honest the reason i chose muscular dystrophy is because it's a genetic disorder so, I, was I mean, we asked that about um, the albino character. Travis and I were recently at a hotel in Orlando and um, Disney Springs. And incidentally, there happened to be um, an albinism uh, conference. And um, and it was just really, really interesting. We didn't get a chance to really engage with a lot of people. Um, we were only there for one night. Um, but so that brought to my mind, too, like how much research you did um, with people that you know, have, um, albinism because it actually it recently happened. So, um, I, 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 I'll be totally honest with you. Um, he, both dragon girl and albino warrior are nicknames that are given to these people. They, they did not choose them themselves. Uh, Pi mm -hmm. Pi isn't actually an albino. His skin mm -hmm. is just white and he gets called that. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, 
So zero research on albino. <laughs> right. A lot no, of no, research. No albino research. No. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. What I love about writing comics is, you know, you, you can do just enough uh, research to make it look like you understand things. And then you can stop. <laughs> it's not like you have to like become a doctor. You're like, hey. Right, right. You just have to embellish it enough to make it look convincing enough. Right, right. Yeah, money. and any, if anybody looks at your Google search history, it's like <laughs> really crazy. <laughs> yeah, how many watch lists are the rest of you guys on? I'm pretty sure I'm on several. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I, I was doing one once where I wanted to see what a crime scene looked like, and I got into some stuff where they were digging up bodies from like John Wayne Casey's house, and I actually had to stop and go sit down and breathe so I didn't throw up. Like, it, I, I didn't realize what, how far these photos were going to go. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> I am break. very fortunate that I am not a horror writer. Mike, unfortunately, probably has uh, tons more search history than yeah. I do. Yeah, you do not want to see my search history. <laughs> <laughs> so these two characters are on, on some sort of a collision course. Um, yes. Um, mm -hmm. we are, we are going to get a dragon girl. And, um, is, is this more of a Kung Fu adventure or superhero, or is it just kind of a mashup of multiple genres? Uh, it's, it's really kind of a mashup of multiple genres. Um, something I think makes it particularly unique is that while there are martial arts fantasy, uh, comics out there. And there are kaiju comics out there. I do not know any that combine martial arts fantasy with kaiju, especially not in a worship or religion fashion. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah. Let's check out some of these tiers. So, Steve, if you could All head right. down to the, the tiers, yep. what are you guys... Uh, this is the first issue. How is it a miniseries, or is this just kind of ongoing as long as... as uh we have a we have one huge event that's going to happen at the end called Tetrad Omega, um, but there are currently ten issues planned for Dragon Girl Albino Warrior before we get there. Okay, mm -hmm. gotcha. Yeah. We got quite a few uh, tiers. If you want to look on them, um, Mike, do you yeah. want to talk about any of them? Or uh, sure. I mean, the the very first the very first one that digital only tier. Um, we we're we're only charging four uh, four dollars for that for that digital tier, and it's it, bear in mind this is a forty four page comic, uh, mm -hmm. like you were talking about earlier. Um, I can't write short stories actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I average right around thirty two pages a comic or, or more. So well, you you really wrote two twenty two page stories. They just combine, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. It is kind of like that for sure. No, but it is a maxi a maxi issue. So yeah, four dollars for forty four pages is not bad for digital at all right right and then um if you if you move up from there you'll get the digital plus the producer credit and by producer credit i mean that if you if you pay for that uh you pay for that uh, uh producer credit which is seven dollars by the way mm -hmm. uh you get your name there in the credits of the comic oh nice cool right right and, and you get residuals if it ever becomes a movie right <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I guess you 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 move it down. Um, every every tier build, builds on the last one. So if it was mm -hmm. in the last tier, it's in the next one. And right. and with this twenty two dollar tier, um, you get you get the printed copy, which I'm only charging nine dollars for, by the way. Um, then you get the digital copy. You get the producer credit. Um, you also get a three by five waterproof Dragon Girl Albino Warrior sticker. Mm -hmm. And you also at that you unlock all with the if you buy that first uh, digital tier at four bucks, you unlock all the digital uh, the digital uh, stretch goals that we have. Uh, so you you get you can you can potentially get a ton of comics just with that four bucks. So okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because um, all all of our stretch goals are digital. So we're talking, uh, ex except for one. Uh, so you're, you're talking about a lot of comics there. Uh, so you, you get up to that, you get up to that physical level there. Um, you, you also unlock all the, the physical stretch goal, which is this. Uh, we reach a certain amount. Um, the, the comic you're going to get uh, is going to, instead of having the regular version, you're going to get uh, an exclusive foil version. Uh, we're not, we're not reprinting it in foil. So you'll have a one of a kind uh, comic there. Nice. Ooh, cool. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's also that. Of course, there's that. Uh, uh, 
the tier there for the comic book shops. Um, we're granted comic book shops normally like about 60% off of a cover price uh, mm -hmm. before the, before they sell them. And we can't quite offer that. So what right. we've decided to do was um, we're, we're offering five copies at 33.33% off. And uh, <laughs> in addition, uh, we're, we're to, in addition to try and make up for that, that, that bit that they're not getting, um, we're offering a producer credit in the comic. Where they could put like their, their, their store name or yeah they get the shop name right there in the right there in the comics oh that's awesome then you get up to that silver level backer there um you get all the stuff from before uh but of course uh this time remember we talked about that digital trade that we did every four issues well right. starting at the silver level silver level silver level backer i can talk i promise um you get <laughs> it's late you get... We, we do this late at night by the end i'm usually mumbling it's fine <laughs> all right <laughs> But you get that first digital trade, Omenverse Volume 1, Seeds of Tetrad Omega. And that, that contains Omen number one and number two, White Druid of Michael Nero number one, and Gallowsman number one. And as, as you yeah. as you go up further, you're gonna get the second, uh, you're gonna get the the second Omenverse trade. And that one's gonna taint uh, White Druid of Michael Nero number two, Gallowsman number two, Guardians of Elaine number one, and Dragon Girl Albino Warrior. That's cool. So is every one of these series like in that kind of 10 issue range? Um, or yeah, they're, they're all they're all scheduled for around 10 issues. Uh, okay. so a couple of them even go up to 12 issues, but they're right around in there. Cool. So you've got your view for Vettas and you've got your Watchmen's. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that gold level backer there. Let's see. Um, I believe in that one, uh, you start getting... That's where you start getting, yeah, that's where you get the second uh, digital uh, trade. But you also get a 12 by 18 printed uh, poster of the Dragon Girl Albino Warrior cover art. Uh, is which that is, by your interior artist as well? Yeah, that's by Tosin okay. Awasika again, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he pretty much does all our stuff. Cool. Yeah, he does, he does all of Omen Comics as well as Revelation Comics. Wow. He's a busy dude. Hey, if, if an artist is. Is, go, is going to you know deliver you gotta you gotta you gotta keep them working oh yeah oh yeah now the omenot level back in now this is the highest level you can get and omenot that's what we call omen comics fans omenots <laughs> so that's what that's what that's about um with this one you get all the stuff from before but i start throwing in some some extra digitals um, and, and you're getting these at a cheaper price in this particular tier. Um, in the add-ons, you'll see these digitals are going for $3 a piece. But mm -hmm. if you pick up this Omanot level tier, uh, they're going, they add up to $2 a piece. And you'll get, what you're getting in this is you're getting Blitz number one, uh, Steve's comic. Uh, that's for Revelation yep. comic. And then uh, Insurrection Fox Operations. That was actually by our artist, Tosin Awasika. And um, then you get Seder number one. Uh, but you also get three comics from uh, Wicked Publishing. Uh, Barrels, number one. Uh, Jack Irons, The Steel Cowboy, number one. And Wrath, number one. That's and all those are really good. I can, I can stand by them. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's great. Well, good luck, guys. And as I said to, to Heather, I do apologize about cutting this a little shorter than we try to do but i i gotta i gotta look presentable tomorrow and uh so we've got we've got to make this one shorter i really appreciate you guys coming out uh if you want to mm -hmm. do one more quick like 30 second pitch in case somebody came in late and is watching heather once again on pup van winkle uh how would you describe it yeah so pup van winkle is a story about um a dog named foley who goes to sleep one night in the forest and wakes up 15 years later to find that the sheriff of Winkle County has banned all dogs and he can't go back home to his owner. So he has to find a way home. Um, and lots of shenanigans ensue. So, but anyway, yeah, we love shenanigans. Hi, really, Jinx, even. Hi, Jinx. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Jinx, even. Yes. No, so we, we, we really appreciate you joining us. Um, you know what, um, Steve, I'm putting you on it. You've got to do the 32nd this time. <laughs> oh, for Dragon Girl Dino War? Yeah, yeah um, this is an East Weeds, um, West uh, martial arts uh, fantasy with uh, kaiju and <laughs> and superhero elements. But I, the way I really kind of thinking of it is it is very much a 
uh, fantasy martial arts story that is in the vein of something like a Karate Kid or like um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in that it's fundamentally about the relationship uh, between a master and apprentice from very different worlds as uh, they basically have to, to come together uh, to make sure that the prophecy is fulfilled as it should be. Awesome. Nice. Well, good luck on both projects. As I said before the show, you can hang with us as Will and I go through the projects that have been on the show previously that are still live, or you can go to bed as, you know, we, we, we aren't upset. We'd, we'd love to have you, but we also, you don't have to hang out if you don't know the other projects. Um, but we will do this for you guys every Friday night until your campaigns close as well. So uh, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks uh, absolutely good night yeah. to whoever's taken off and right. we'll get bye. we'll get into those bye all right see ya <laughs> all right so we got Brio cheeks mick byers uh right. western comedy um kind of a ted he's, he calls it a ted lasso western uh there is no not safe for work content in this comic <laughs> which is really funny because last week we learned that it started out, he started out to write a pornographic comic, wrote a really, really, really hardcore sex scene to start the story, and then wrote the next like 30 pages and there was no sex at all. And he decided, <laughs> wait, this is not a porno. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he really, really changed in the middle of creation, which was really an awesome story. And I, I love that. But his art is really cool in this. It's very unique for him. Mm -hmm. And he had kind of like he wanted to uh, spread his wings on that one. So Royo Cheeks is definitely worth checking out. Um, don't expect the cheeks to be as important <laughs> to the story as they were when he named her, though. Hey, uh, 12 minutes left on The Last Homicide, number two, by right. our buddy Frank Martin. So we mentioned it earlier, you know, a crime noir detective story, uh, the second of, of two issues, and then you can get both of them uh, on this campaign. But uh, Frank is is pretty amazing. He uh, he gets the books out and gets them done. So, he does. Uh, he and Jonathan Hedrick deliver faster than anybody else I know in crowdfunding, the two of them, you know, the books, the, they make a lot of books, but those books uh, do sh uh, show up. And actually let's shout out, Jonathan Hedrick has a capable yeah. number five. He's been on here to, I think, talk about capable one through four. So they've got the next issue of his superhero series where um, people, something happens where people who had disabilities before this day all get superpowers and uh, it's um it's a unique story and has some has some dark dark moments I, I would say it's kind of an adventure but it's also had some dark moments uh and uh he's just he's a great dude so uh, we don't have a banner for that one but uh definitely check out capable if you well, phil falco oh sorry right. go ahead that's i was gonna right. say was gonna, our our buddies uh Phil and Kat uh, have uh, some some definite they're, projects running right now. <laughs> they're doing it again. They they're they're like uh, the Wonder Twins who aren't even related. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. I'm like, you know, are they going to get up to like 24 projects a year? I think or something. It's just insane. <laughs> well, we got to think that they're going to do one a month, but they do one together they do one together and then they do two apart and one together so i think they're going to average probably let's see so that would be 18 i think they average about 18 okay. a year <laughs> but they are going to have a campaign every month i think until they die and that will probably be in about three years if they keep up this pace exactly. <laughs> but the haunting talking about dying uh the haunting is about a, a real shithead who uh accidentally brings ghosts back to the to our plane and those ghosts are not happy about it they are corporeal and cause extraordinary damage and uh phil's lead has basically become so um uh calloused to what he does that he doesn't seem to even care and he just kind of goes about his day while these ghosts are taking their anger out on um, unsuspecting normies around him. But it is a really interesting, good story with great art, really good art. And Phil is uh, has great taste. Uh, he loves Excel, and I'm, <laughs> I'm down with that. 
<laughs> and uh, my 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 partner in disorganized crime, Kat, uh, who does not do uh, Excel, just like me, is doing her story, The Dancer, a psychological uh, uh, story about a young girl whose parents are killed. And she spends the next like dozen to 20 years learning how to be an assassin and a like a, a prima ballerina level dancer. Uh, kind of does one during the day, one during the night, and uh, something happens at the end of issue one that makes her wonder if she might be as much a part of the problem that a part of the problem that she thought she was trying to solve. So this one's pretty deep and fun and and worth you checking out. You know what? I left skinned in there, but I think that is closed. Yes. So it, yep, it closed. Um, so congrats. Congrats um, to Garth. Um, yeah. Congrats to to Brant Fowler. His his steampunk uh, Carol uh, today uh, succeeded. I guess I should yep. say just funded um, uh, earlier this afternoon. Yep. So um, our buddy Mike Shea, who will never be up long uh, late enough to be on the show <laughs> ever again, he did it once, and I think he's still regretting being up that late. But um, this tonic high is great, and this is just a fun, unique project where he's creating a yearbook that you can be in. You can have mm -hmm. them draw you in and have your own senior quote and all, all that good stuff. So definitely worth your time to check it out. Uh, another friend of the show, Russell Nolte, uh, Ichabod Jones, his, is he an insane maniac killing innocent people or is he uh, open to seeing what's really happening and protecting us all from demons. And I, you know, I still don't, I'm still not really sure, which, it is. <laughs> which is my favorite part of that one. And then, um, uh, Samantha branch has a new coloring book out. Oh, cool. uh, it's a mermaid new, theme, right? Yep. Mermaids. Yeah. Yep. And, yes. uh, it's going until September 14th. So uh, cool. definitely take a look at that one. It's, a little more not safe for work, but uh, I mean, it's got her art in it, so who cares? Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> and she she uh, takes a lot of inspiration from Michael Turner, which is all I need to say about how beautiful her art is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, Will, I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to cut it short tonight. Everybody who uh, came on, Blake, Travis, I saw, uh, really appreciate you, you hanging with us, and uh, we will see you next week. Good night, everybody. Good night.